Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that through believing you may have life in his name. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. A few months ago, I was exercising and pinched a nerve in my lower back. As I'm sure you may know, this can be a very painful experience, and fortunately, the good people at Icy Hot have cracked the code on how to offer relief with their miraculous lidocaine patch. Fast-acting and long-lasting, our patch, says the ad, will desensitize aggravated nerves and numb away the pain. Now, whenever it comes to our body, I thank God for such patches. But as I was praying through today's gospel, it occurred to me how we often do the exact same thing with our heart. It can take the form of overwork or too much television or gossip, the fridge, the bottle, the mindless scrolling on a tablet— But as human beings, we tend to find something to desensitize the aggravation we feel or to reach for something that can patch the heart's pain. And I say that because this is the lens through which I invite us to view Thomas in today's gospel. Because here's the thing, Thomas is devastated. He had given three years of his life to this movement of hope and love that Jesus began only to see the man he loved crucified and thrown out like the trash. Thomas had sacrificed everything to be counted among the apostles, but now his master is dead. Life seems absurd, and Thomas decides that he's had enough. And so whenever his friends tell him, we have seen the Lord, Thomas is unable to open his heart to the possibility that Jesus is alive, for that would make him vulnerable to more disappointment and more grief if it turned out to be a mistake. And so instead... Thomas chooses to patch his heart with cynicism, with isolation, with unbelief. In other words, what we have in today's gospel is not really doubting Thomas, but cynical Thomas, shut down Thomas, heart locked up in a casket Thomas, a man so hurt that he has chosen to close his heart so that he will not have to hope again or love again or risk again 
And why? Because Thomas does not want to get hurt again. Which, of course, sets the stage for the most beautiful demonstration of grace in the New Testament. I mean, right? Because here's the thing. Thomas is done with Jesus, but Jesus is not done with Thomas. Jesus meets Thomas. He finds Thomas. And Jesus comes to Thomas with an open and unpatched heart. There is no patch over the wounds of our risen Lord. The scars from his crucifixion, they are on full display. And not as a source of shame, but as a manifestation of glory. As the very thing that God will use to heal the entire world. Thomas, I want you to touch my wounds. I want you to place your hand right here in my side. These are Jesus's words to Thomas. And in speaking these words, Jesus is not merely restoring Thomas's faith, though to be sure, Jesus is certainly doing that too. But what I see is a much deeper lesson being taught. Namely, that in inviting Thomas to touch his wounds, that Jesus is showing Thomas and that he is showing us what it means to live a resurrected life, a life that can bring healing and love and hope into this world. Because preaching in and of itself will not do it, nor will acts of mercy or worship or really kind gestures or even the work we do to change unjust social structures. This is all great and necessary work, but in and of itself, it's not what unlocks the love of God and allows that love to flow into the world Because what ultimately shares the love of God is the unpatched heart. And by that, I mean men and women who live their life unashamed of their wounds, their mistakes, their sins, their misfortunes, or whatever scars they may bear from how life has crucified them, and all Because they believe that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. And that if God would choose Jesus' wounds to heal the world, then certainly, certainly God can do the same with us. Now, there is a great story that illustrates this, and I'm sure you may have told me heard me tell this story before, but, you know, this is how it works with preachers. There's just a couple stories you're going to hear every 18 months or so, and this is one of mine. And it's a story I heard from Father Gregory Boyle, who has a ministry working with gang members in Los Angeles. And this particular story is about an ex-gang member named Pablo. Growing up, Pablo always wore three t-shirts, 
his mom beat him every day, and two t-shirts were needed to soak in the blood that flowed from his wounds. He was dropped off at an orphanage at the age of nine, but because it's all he knew, Pablo continued to wear three t-shirts, even into his teens, every day, and his classmates would laugh at him, and they would always ask him why he chose to wear three t-shirts. And so Pablo, whenever offering his testimony, he would always get really choked up at this part of his story. And after collecting himself, Pablo gave this answer. I wore three t-shirts because I never wanted to show people my wounds. I was ashamed of my wounds, and so I always tried to hide them But now I see that to bring healing and love into this world, I need to welcome my wounds, for how else could I ever offer the world healing in God's name? And so as we think about that story and about what it means for you and I to embrace our wounds as a risen Christ embraced his, all in the name of living a resurrected life as Christians, I want to end by saying two things about today's gospel reading. First, it is 100% about grace. Thomas quits on Jesus. Jesus does not quit on Thomas, and Jesus Christ will never quit on you And he will never quit on us, St. Michael's Episcopal Church. Because the thing is, whenever the pain of life gets too great, or when our anxiety exceeds a certain threshold, it really is the most natural thing in the world to reach for some kind of patch, to numb, to avoid, to blame, to disappear. But the truth is... Jesus Christ loves us far too much to let that nonsense go on forever. When the doors of our heart are shut, Jesus can still barge right in and announce, peace be with you. And so I wonder if you can sense him right now showing up in your life, calling your name and whispering, child, look at my wounds. Here, put your hand in my side. I am not ashamed of anything, and I don't want you to be ashamed of anything. Do not doubt, but believe. And not just in me, but believe in the resurrection's power to redeem your pain, to redeem your sins, to redeem your life, because that is the belief that brings life in my name. Not a mental assent to some abstract theological doctrine, but a conviction of the heart that the resurrection can redeem your pain, your mistakes, and your sins. And then second thing I want to say about today's gospel, the implication is that love by definition, means taking off the patch. Now, I understand that we all have our limitations, 
And so the question is never, do we get it right all the time? But rather, are we as Christians increasing our capacity to live our life with an unpatched heart? The late C.S. Lewis put it like this, and I quote, To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable. And so let me end by saying this. God has much different intentions for his people. And long ago, God spoke these words through the prophet Ezekiel. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit inside of you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Today's gospel is just a reminder that this is really what God intends to do. In Jesus Christ, God has fully given us his heart. And if the cross means anything, it's that God's heart, which is pure love, was in fact breakable. But that out of that brokenness, salvation and love and healing has been offered to the whole world. In Jesus, God has given us his heart. And all God asks in response is that we increase our capacity to give our heart to him and to each other, even when it's cracked or in pain or bruised or broken, and that we do so trusting that the power of Christ's resurrection can take what we offer and use it to bring life to others in Jesus' name. Amen.